Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each must do as already determined without sadness or compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Moreover, God is able to make every grace abundant for you, so that in all things, always having all you need, you may have an abundance for every good work, as it is written. He scatters abroad, he gives to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. The one who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness.
draws me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, says the Lord. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. Dominus Vobiscus, Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Ioannem. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. Bebum Domini. Today, the church celebrates the feast of St. Lawrence, a deacon of the early church and a martyr. And the word deacon is derived from the Greek word diakonos, which means servant. Service is at the very heart of diaconal ministry, which was established in the apostolic era of the church for the purpose of serving the material needs of the poor. And at my own diaconate ordination, the bishop who ordained me, Bishop Baker, said this about the deacon's ministry of service. No one is ordained a priest in the Catholic Church who does not pass through the diaconate first. It is the church's way of highlighting the critical importance of service as a key to all ministry, including the priesthood. A deacon is to follow the pattern of Jesus who came among us not to be served, but to serve. And to drive the point home that the priest still retains the ministry of service that he received as a deacon, even after he is ordained a priest, Bishop Baker wore a dalmatic, the traditional uh, liturgical vestment worn by deacons, under his chasuble at my priestly ordination. St. Lawrence exercised his diaconal service so fully in imitating Christ in his humble service, that he gave his life as a martyr for the faith. Now there is very little that is known about today's venerated martyr of Rome. We know that he was one of seven deacons who served the church in Rome during the pontificate of Pope St. Sixtus II. He was given charge of the goods of the church and organized the distribution of alms to the poor. In the year 257, the Roman Emperor Valerian issued edicts against Christians and against the Holy Father. 
And Pope Sixtus II was apprehended a year later and was put to death, and St. Lawrence followed him to martyrdom four days later. And these are the only certain facts that we have about St. Lawrence. However, there are legendary stories that have been handed down through, through tradition that have strengthened the devotion that the church has developed for this saint over the years. And as the story goes, Pope, Pope Sixtus was being led to his execution when Lawrence said to him in tears, Father, where are you going without your deacon? After all, deacons are closely united to their own diocesan bishop. And the, the Pope answered, I do not leave you, my son. You shall follow me in three days. And Lawrence was over, overjoyed when he heard these words, and he immediately sought out the poor, the widows, and the orphans, and distributed all the money he had. He even sold sacred vessels to get more money for the poor. When the prefect of Rome, who was a greedy man, found out about Lawrence's actions in giving generously to the poor, he wanted this treasure for himself. And so he summoned Lawrence and commanded him to bring out the treasures of the, for the emperor, saying, bring out these treasures. The emperor has need of them for the maintenance of his forces. I am told that according to your doctrine, you must render to Caesar the things that belong to him. Give us, therefore, the money. And St. Lawrence responded, the church is indeed rich, nor does the emperor have any treasure equal to what it possesses. I will show you a valuable part, but allow me a little time to set everything in order and to make an inventory. And so Lawrence then went throughout the city of Rome and sought out the poor people whom the church had been supporting. And within three days, he gathered many poor people, the, the blind, the lame, the crippled, the maimed, <clears throat> the lepers, the orphans, and the widows, and he brought them before the prefect who then asked Lawrence about the meaning of all this and about where the treasure is that he was supposed to bring to him. And Lawrence responded, what are you displeased at? These are the treasure of the church. And as one would imagine, the prefect did not have a very good sense of humor and became livid. And he ordered that Lawrence be put to death by burning him slowly on a gridiron. And several of the early church fathers, including St. Ambrose, seemed to believe that Lawrence was indeed martyred in this horrible way. However, even as he's being burned alive, he did not lose his sense of humor. And when he had been on the gridiron for a long enough time, he said to the executioner, let me be turned over. One side is broiled enough. And then when he was turned over, he said, it is cooked enough, you may eat. Now, I don't know if Lawrence really said these things, but it does help to bring a little levity to this disturbing situation. And the poet Prudentius credits the conversion of Rome to the intercession of St. Lawrence. He says that several senators who were present for Lawrence's martyrdom became Christians on the spot. And it was not long after the death of this saint that the practice of idolatry in Rome had significantly declined, and even the Roman government itself began to venerate at the tombs of the apostles and the martyrs. 
the Romans developed a strong devotion to St. Lawrence and would frequently visit the church erected in his honor. In fact, Lawrence had been one of the most venerated martyrs since the fourth century. And St. Augustine <clears throat> has this beautiful thing to say about today's saint. Lawrence was a deacon of the Church of Rome. There he ministered the sacred blood of Christ. There, for, Christ, for the sake of Christ's name, he poured out his own blood. In his life, he loved Christ. In his death, he followed in his footsteps. Brothers and sisters, we too must imitate Christ if we truly love him. As a deacon and a martyr, St. Lawrence teaches us the true meaning of diaconal service. In fact, placing ourselves at the service of others is a duty to which all the Christian faithful are called. Lawrence understood all too well that the treasure of the church is not found in material possessions, in worldly riches, pleasures, and delights, but in what matters most to our Heavenly Father, that is, the people, and in a special way, the poor. As Pope Francis says in an address that he gave one year, one year to deacons in the Diocese of Rome, he says, deacons, precisely because they are dedicated to the service of this people, remember that in the, in that in the ecclesial body, no one can elevate himself above others. In the church, the opposite logic must apply, the logic of lowering oneself. We are all called to lower ourselves because Jesus stooped to us. He made himself the servant of all. If there is one great person in the church, it is the one who made him or herself the smallest and servant of all. Let us remember that for the disciples of Christ, to love is to serve, and to serve is to reign. Power lies in service, not in anything else. The heart of the Christian ought to be filled with the desire not to lord it over others or to rule over others, but to, or to be served by others, but to place oneself at the service of others. It is in this spirit of service that St. Lawrence communicates so effectively to the church, a spirit that is encapsulated in the Eucharistic liturgy itself. He shows us how to be a true servant who is concerned not with the accumulation of material wealth and property, but with the only wealth that truly matters, the salvation of souls. It is the people whom God loves the poor in spirit, that constitute the true treasure of the church. <laughs>